welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Donnelly. And today, we are the college football podcast about exactly 25 teams of college football. Because uh, it's our preseason top 25. It's the... Uh, it's the tradition that just won't die, no matter no matter how bad it sucks, uh, no matter how shitty it is every year for all of the outlets to roll out their top 25. Uh, we have to dip our toe because, frankly, I, th- I think we do actually have the only good one uh, of all of well, the preseason top 25s. people forget also that mo- most of our listeners can't count higher than 25. Yeah, well, it's a... Uh, you know, it's not their fault. It's it's the uh, it's the it's the damn phones. It's the technology that has, it's uh, it's cooked their brains permanently, and that's why they're always asking me for the damn woven shirts, like we were talking about last time. You know, right? Um, yeah. And uh, that, that's a little inside joke you won't get if you're not a premium listener. You won't know about the woven shirts if you're not a premium. I think that might have been on the on the free show, but I don't know honestly. They, yeah, <laughs> I have no we, idea. We put, we put in so much different. Uh, effort levels from our free shows to our paid shows that it's kind of night and day Uh uh-huh (laughs) that's kind of true (laughs) it's it's true in a way (laughs) uh (laughs) maybe not the maybe not the traditional way (laughs) should we should we plug our website really quick before we get going yeah so we forgot last week yeah (laughs) yeah so uh flipping the field is presented by me at midfield.com uh which is uh, go ahead and just you, you can you can fucking tell them you know what it is uh, yeah, yeah, it's meetupmidfield.com. Um, I work there. Uh, Patrick works there. Um, <laughs> I know a couple Patrick, guys who work there. Well, we, uh, look, people are saying that uh, Patrick and Ace and DJ and Kevin and Taylor, they're my shooters, that I am getting Rico charges because I'm ordering hits against me, that yeah. um, I'm actually the one who hacked the Buckeye Scoop servers and made them put videos from other people's websites on their YouTube channel. <laughs> Um, that I'm the observer and the, the or whatever it's called. What's the, the observer? Is that his name? The Oracle. The, the Oracle. Oracle. Yeah. Oh, the observer is a good one. They should yeah, use that. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that yeah. what they should do is they should just start pulling characters from um, what's the, the fucking 1984, that book. They need to just start pulling guys from that because that's seems Dude, we like... should do this. We should we should launch a new character on the site this for the season. You want to do that? <laughs> He's got like a weekly article. What if, yeah, what if he's like he just recaps the games, but we call him an insider? Yeah, uh, that would be that would be pretty cool. That, I mean, yeah, we're we're just doing like Ohio State beat writer. That's the character is guy who's like, yeah. well, damn, <laughs> damn, Georgia looks crazy. No, but literally, it's like it's like we post this big announcement. It's like this is the insider, the observer, and every week he just posts like there's not even any information. It's just a list of scores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and it's like, ask the observer anything, but all he can tell you is like, uh, the score other the, scores. Yeah. He can tell you the stats of the game. Who was <laughs> the leading passer this week? <laughs> That's really funny. Oh man, yeah, that um, would be. Yeah, that... but me, you can get this kind of humor and and uh, general tomfoolery at midfield.com. Yeah, a website for learned scholars and gentlemen, um, and also some women. There are yeah. some women on there. It's 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 hard you... to believe, but we've done it. Are you a are you a sad, lonely little man looking for dating and love and college football internet? Hmm. Um, you probably won't find it on our website. Yeah. We'd but per- you have a higher chance than any other website on the internet that you've tried before. We would, we, I'll say, it's the official stance of, of us, the proprietors. We would greatly prefer you not do that, but if you have to. 
Are you are you looking for a new place to DM women online? <laughs> Is there just not enough opportunity to harass women on the internet? Well, here's one more site where you can do it. Um, yeah, our, our our message board this season will feature uh, a yet to be named character who is going to be posting things like Ohio State equals 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 thirty eight, Notre Dame equals equals <laughs> equals twenty four, uh, like three days after the game. <laughs> right? That's inside information tells me <laughs> that Ohio State played Notre Dame this weekend. I think we should, we should actually weekend. do this. This yeah. is actually really fun. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I, honestly doing like a weekly uh, doing a weekly column like that I think would be really funny. It would it would go over a lot of people's heads, and I think that we would get some some comments like this sucks. Why are you guys doing this? Why do I pay? Why do I pay forty five dollars for this every twenty eight days instead of every month? This doesn't make any sense. It's obviously just you guys. Why are you pretending? And you know our answer to that is uh, sorry, buddy. You already paid. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I need that money. I need to get out on bail. It's important that I have that money. <laughs> I need it more than you do. Give it to me. Yeah. Give, give me, hey, give listen, me more of it. Give me more of it. It's not my fault that you trusted me. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, what we what was really cool is we we worked with our payment processor Stripe. We are sponsored by Stripe, our, our payment processor. And they said I'm legally allowed to say this. Mm-hmm. They do a cool feature too, where they know all of your credit cards, not just the one you're using. Yeah. And we get to randomize which one we're charging each month. Yeah. So if you want to try to cancel our website, you have to cancel all of your credit cards because mm-hmm. we have all your information. Yeah, they call it whack-a-mole. That's uh, it's sort of uh, <laughs> you're, you're just, oops, sorry, buddy. You're gonna have to sorry. You're actually gonna have to send an email to customer support, and we don't have that line <laughs> set up yet. So it uh, seems like you're out of luck. Um, yeah, you're gonna have to interact with our chat bot, the Oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a couple of weeks ago when I went to Vegas uh, for for Mountain West Media Days, my uh, hotel booking was fucked up. It was through one of those hotel sites, and there's literally they don't list a number like a support number to call. You have to do one of those fucking <laughs> chat bots. And so I'm trying to explain to this chat bot, I'm like, your booking didn't work. <laughs> it's like, it was it's it's uh it's cool it's cool that everything is that now that everybody is so afraid of talking on the phone that they've gotten rid of them you can't do it anymore here's what i think we should do i have one of my clients uh i'm not going to say which maybe organization he works for but works at a pretty high up ai lab uh-huh. uh, one of the major ai labs it's got it's got listen it's a three-letter organization okay and you guys are just <laughs> going to have to think from that uh <laughs> and uh you know, he is he is gunning for a new side project to work on. What if we had him build us a chat bot for the website, but it, it answers college football questions in the voice of Andrew Dice Clay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be pretty good. Yeah, that's. I think that's going to be our next big project is we're going to be... What would that sound like, Patrick? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Like? I, I personally never heard the man speak. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. I could do Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay what would it sound like what would it sound like if you if steve-o was answering some call like if i were to ask steve-o um what do you think notre dame's passing offense look like this season what, what would steve-o say <clears throat> hey dude I, I think tyler buckner actually uh sucks total ass i think that he's a real shithead and i don't think he's gonna throw the ball very well against the bucks uh i think that's probably what it would sound like um uh <laughs> what what if <laughs> Fine, one, more, one more thing what if you ask bam margera's dad what it sounded like to talk about, to talk about michigan's rushing attack what do you what do you think that would go like <laughs> i don't know what that would go like but i am now thinking about bam margera's dad asking uh brian harson to chop trying to stop trying to sonk his dink at three in the morning he's got a game tomorrow stop doing that <laughs> wow brian come on man <laughs> 
<laughs> Brian, I got a game in the morning. Come on. <laughs> in this scenario, Van Marcera's dad plays for Brian Arson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he plays for Brian Arson. This is how Brian Arson gets his team all fired up. <laughs> they got to fight him out of the bed. <laughs> You got to keep them away. Uh, you know the teams oh, they, 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 they do they do the, they do the wake up calls, right? Brian goes door to door. <laughs> He's got his. What if it was what if it was Terry Bowden that was doing that? Mm. Well, that's what actually like, that's what got him fired hey. originally from uh, from Auburn. <laughs> come on, come on, Terry. Come on, Terry. Terry, you can't do that right now. I got a game in the morning, Terry. <laughs> Terry, come on! I told you I got kicked more. <laughs> Terry, I'm trying to study the playbook. You can't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, who do we have ranked 25th? <laughs> well, first in our in our uh, our official preseason top 25, we do have teams that aren't in the top 25. We have teams that received votes, which are very sad because there's only two voters, and so this means that that these teams. <laughs> We, there not, were fucking eight teams we didn't agree on. Yeah, there, yeah, we've managed to have eight different. Te- I, this is nine teams, actually. As I'm, I, I believe this is nine or even ten teams. I can't count how many it is because I'm talking. But um, it's a, it's a really <laughs> it's kind nine, of, it's yeah, nine. it's nine. It's an unthinkable number of teams to disagree on. <laughs> When it comes to a poll, there are only twenty five teams in them. Um, so we have here. Uh, two of these did not receive any votes, so I guess it's technically seven teams that we disagreed on, but these two are in the AP poll, uh, which we're going to be kind of cross-referencing throughout the show. Uh, Michigan State and Ole Miss, both ranked in the AP poll that came out this week, both did not receive votes in the FTF poll. Um, Michigan State's 15th in the AP poll, Ole Miss is 21st in the AP poll. I was going to call it the actual poll, but it's it's not. It's fake. It's Ours is just as real as theirs is. Um, I don't really... I don't know that we need to explain ourselves a ton on this. These teams aren't good. Like that's the they're not good. Michigan State and Ole Miss yeah. are not good at football. I'd say, in fact, we'd probably get until. I mean, Ole Miss. I I think I had them ranked right. Uh, I I didn't see them. If you did, I didn't see them. Oh, uh, maybe I just forgot Ole Miss. Well, oh well, well, nothing <laughs> you can do about that. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I guess I probably wouldn't have them ranked. No, I think about it. I think they're gonna go like seven and five. Why would I have them ranked? Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, like, we're right. We are we know more college ball than them. I don't think our list is perfect, but, I mean, it's better than theirs. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you that. We're not going to put fucking – what was that goddamn uh, – who is the Ohio State writer who has a vote in the AP people who had that fucking insane list? Nathan Baird, who famously, consistently very bad AP polls. He had Penn State eighth in his this list this most recent time. And, uh, That's so fucked. Four Big Ten teams and Notre Dame in the top ten. <laughs> why so would someone cool. do something like that I, I mean i guess maybe like you could you could maybe paint it as like he's uh reveling against the system which would be really funny i don't think that's what he's doing but it would be really funny <laughs> if that was the case um yeah but Rebelling uh, against the school system <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's, he's uh he's really making them look foolish by giving him a vote every single year why do you guys keep doing that seems like he's not taking it seriously uh so yeah michigan state and Ole miss no votes here they are in the ap poll because the ap poll is uh not made by people who know ball we we know ball we've watched these teams folks they're just they're not top 25 material there are some teams in the top 25 that i think are good at football and i would not i would not want to besmirch besmirch their name by including either of these two um checking in next here and the others receiving votes with one vote uh this team is 16th in the ap poll is miami you gave miami its its lone vote 
Uh, someone has to do it. Someone has to do it. Big Tyler Van Dykehead over there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they have a case. They, they would have been. Yeah, they've got the four great teams. defensive coaches, maybe a good quarterback, uh, a good offensive line. Yeah, there's worse things you can you could vote for. Yeah, I I just I don't I don't yet trust them. Uh, my my lone vote, uh, my 25th spot went to Fresno State, which was largely symbolic. I knew they weren't going to be in there, but I think that they're better than a lot of the P5 teams that I would have considered. Um, the bottom of my poll in general, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of G5 yeah, that yeah. I wanted to just sort of you're get a in there. voter with a cause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. you're kind of like the Andrew Yang of our podcast. A lot of people have said that actually, uh, and not just <laughs> not just for our belief system, but also for uh, we we share a lot of um, the I think the phrase people have used is racial traits, and I don't really know what they mean by that. Uh, but <laughs> well, I'm, uh, and speaking excited of Andrew out. Yang, I believe he also shares a sponsor with us. Isn't that right, Patrick? Yeah, I believe he does. I believe that Andrew Yang, every uh, thing that he wears, everything on his body at any time, uh, you know down to the you know he's got the chastity belt obviously i believe it's all produced by home field apparel which is you you can find it at homefieldapparel.com home field apparel on twitter it's uh it's comfortable extremely comfortable unthinkably comfortable they're going to i mean you're not going to be able to take the stuff off it's going to be stuck to you you can't take it off it's too comfortable <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be locked to you yeah until your wife unlocks it yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> and honestly the fact that they made a a, a tri-blend uh incredibly soft uh kevlar chastity belt is really really impressive. very kind like, of them very the old ones were so rough and finally we have a new competitor in the arena um no home field apparel does not make chastity belts they make vintage college uh i guess collegiate apparel um including but you as, could you could buy one and put it on top of your chastity belt you could poo situation i don't think that they formally <laughs> recommend that but uh i mean you technically Technically, you could do a Winnie the Pooh situation, uh, and a lot of people are doing that these days. And uh, a lot of them are actually using, I've heard, the code "meet at midfield," uh, which is exactly what it, exactly how it's spelled, exactly how the site is. Um, you, I think, probably know how to spell "meet at midfield." Uh, and if you use that code and you're trying to Winnie, Poo- Winnie the Pooh it, uh, you will get 15% off if it's your first purchase at Home Field Apparel. Um, they have, to be clear, vintage collegiate apparel. They do not have these other things. I want to be. I uh, let me be clear. I want to be extremely opaque about this. They have they have vintage collegiate apparel. They do not have chastity belts. <laughs> I know you're being opaque. Do they have anything transparent? Uh, I don't think so. But we got to get we got to we got to start talking to them uh, about uh, maybe making something like that happen. When am I getting clear shirts? I want clear vintage <laughs> shirts that have uh, screen printed vintage logos on them, but are otherwise totally clear. Yeah. So um, it, it sort of looks like you got like a 1935 Florida logo tattooed onto the middle of your chest, right? That's that's sort of what we're <laughs> what we're going for here. <laughs> uh, or, or perhaps even uh, as you're listening to this, you could get a, a clear shirt that has uh, our favorite insurrectionist, Brutus Buckeye, on there. Because and you you can buy that. <laughs> folks, you can buy that. It won't be clear. It's going to have color behind it. But we're going to have to take our wins where we can get them. Brutus Buckeye, he's going to be on the shirts because they got the uh, the Ohio State collection. The coveted Ohio State collection is available now. I believe it's a... <laughs> Is it a 17-piece set? I want to say it's a 17-piece set. And folks, I'm going to go into uh, the, the, the jewelry you know commercial, or the jewelry, jewelry channel commercials now. Folks, this is an unbelievable deal. A 17-shirt, a 17-piece set for Ohio State for the Bucks, And you can get them, I believe the shirts 
I don't know the price. I'm not going to say the price <laughs> at the top of my head. I think it's $32, but I want to check to make sure that I'm not saying it too low or too high because either gonna, one would be a real disaster for me. I'm going to check with Mike here. I'm going to look over to my, my guy. My guy Mike on the side, who's actually he's telling me that the 30, lo- 34 thirty four dollars thirty four and then the the sweatshirts are seventy two the crew necks you can get them for sixty five folks Mike is telling me that this is the best deal on the market he's he's telling me that the phone lines are blowing up right now you're going to want to call right now you're going to want to get yourself into some home field apparel uh, of of all uh, varieties of all forms whatever it might be home field apparel yeah. and, and meet at midfield and don't forget by the way that, that drops to less than 29 dollars per shirt if you use the meet at midfield code yeah i mean you'd be stupid not that's to. stealing yeah if yeah. you've never bought a home field shirt before and you don't use our code uh it's grounds for imprisonment because you just don't know what to do with your money you're wasting it you're wasting your money folks you need to use your code meet at midfield and if you don't have the code if you've bought home field before you're already indoctrinated you know what's going on and you know you can't help yourself with that Bucks Apparel, folks. You've got to get the Bucks Apparel. Homefieldapparel.com. Homefield but, but Apparel thing, on Twitter. Really quick, really quick, Patrick, before you before you finish up. Yeah. If you are an Ohio State fan who's going to buy Buckeye gear, or just a regular kind of person who likes to buy other teams' gear, from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from Homefieldapparel.com, you should DM Homefield Connor at the Homefield Apparel account. <laughs> don't do just this. D- <laughs> Whatever <laughs> just this send, is, don't do send it. Send him the question. Just send him the question. Where was Brutus Buckeye on January 6th? If you just send him that, he'll know we sent you. He'll know where it's coming from. I think he probably would know exactly where that was coming from. Even if he didn't listen to the episode, I think he would know where it's coming from. Right. Um, and he's going to listen to this, and he's going he's gonna to be happy with our marketing because he's going to yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. I'm real- that improves their analytics. Like, you know, that, that's really good for their, for their marketing analytics guy. Yeah. The information they're getting from that is like really valuable to him. Yeah, our 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 podcast war would be through the roof if you do that. I would assume that they have podcast war over there. They're they're tracking our you know our our, our uh, referrals above replacement. I guess it'd be raw. Um, but fo- I'm gonna speak mm-hmm. right now. I'm XD, gonna, it'd be raw XD. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak. <laughs> I'm gonna speak directly to the Ohio State fans in the crowd right now, guys. Autumn is coming. And you're going to need a new sweatshirt to put underneath a Braxton Miller jersey. You're running low (laughs) on sweatshirts to put underneath the Braxton Miller jersey that you bought on DH Gate in 2013. It has holes in it, but you just love the damn jersey so much. You need a new sweatshirt to put under it. I know how you roll. Homefieldapparel.com. Meet at midfield. Code 15% off. Uh, Ryan, let's get back to the the others receiving votes here. Checking in with a whopping two points on either of our ballots. Uh, you picked Florida State 24th. I picked Utah State 24th. I don't know that we need to uh, really hang around on either of these uh, all that long either. Uh, the, long, the more I have thought about this Utah State team, the more optimistic I am about them being really good. Because uh, you're a homer. Yeah, because I'm a homer. You did the same thing with Ohio State. I did the same thing with Ohio State, famously. Uh, and then Florida State, you it's the same situation, right? You just can't stop. You love the Knowles. I did. I think I told you this. I did own a Florida State T-shirt in high school. It said "Fear the Spear" on it, and, and large, large yellers. Let's go. Large letters. Yeah, is what I was That's... looking for. I said yellers. <laughs> well, you have to think that that influenced your your decision making here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we need to explain these either. They're they're good. They're they're good teams. Uh, next up yep. with, with three points respectively, kind of the exact same situation here. UTSA with three, <laughs> Oklahoma State with three. Um, Oklahoma State is included in the poll at. Fucking 
12th, which is ridiculous. Oklahoma State is 12th in the AP poll. What is going on over there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you had a guy I like, Ralph DeRusso, who does run the AP poll. He doesn't vote, but he does run it, uh, saying that, you know, like he was going to take both Baylor and Oklahoma to miss the Big 12 playoff or Big 12 championship game outright. Uh, because of like how confident they were essentially in like Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Texas. Goodness, isn't gracious. that nuts? Yeah, especially because Kansas State and Texas aren't in the AP poll. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that, but I mean like just like that's the, where his teams he thought would basically keep Baylor out of the poll. I see. I see. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. State lost its defensive coordinator, half its defense, multiple offensive line starters, and basically its entire skill core. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, other than that, though, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be fine. You don't need that <laughs> stuff. Um, UTSA returns Frank Harris and, and Zachary Franklin. I I don't think I need to say a whole lot else. They're going to be the best team in the CUSA, if not maybe UAB. Um, last of come the on. receiving votes here. No, come on. Last of the receiving votes here. This team is 14th. So the, really, we have an issue, I think, with the middle of this poll. 12, 14, 15, 16. Uh, all not included <laughs> in our poll from the AP poll. It's USC with four points. Uh, these are by way of me, uh, just because I couldn't think of another team to put there. I, I thought USC was as deserving as anybody because once you get down to the last like 10 teams or so, you don't really feel good about any of them. Uh, and I th- I thought we probably should have at least some <laughs> USC representation in here just because people yeah, talk about Yeah, I mean, them. honestly, I probably should have put USC in the back end of mine, but I don't really just respect them as a program, what they're doing. Yeah, I just don't care. I, this is not my problem. I, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'd... I, I didn't need to waste any time thinking about it. Uh, it's going to happen whether I think about it or not. I don't care. So USC, four points, yeah. uh, and, whatever. And, it, it, and by the way, like, really quick, it comes down to the question, too, of like, I, I didn't, we didn't even talk about this before we did the poll, but like, do you view the poll as something to rank how you think teams will finish at the end of the season or the quality of these teams? The latter. I, I think of it as more of a quality thing. I, I've not, I did not look at like schedules at all. This is not really a predict, a prediction as much as it is more just like, this is who I think the best 25 teams are. Yeah. Okay. Um, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, like if you think it's, if you think it's basically a where team, a where a team will finish, then I would understand why you would put a, a USC fairly high, right? Yeah. Like just based on the fact they have a pretty easy schedule, but I don't think they're that good, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that would be wild if that was like the. I don't think that's the parameters for the AP poll because that would be a wild way to do it. Is like, that'd be kind of fun, actually. That's almost more of a fun game to play. Yeah, you're you're not you're not, you're not picking well. quality. You're trying to predict what you will pick at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit inside baseball, I guess. Uh-huh. I do. I don't know if I ever told you this. Speaking about, I know you and I are just like real freaks who will, like you said, just like reorganize conferences when we're bored or whatever yeah um i do play a game with my buddy walters uh who's just a high school friend of mine where we try to guess the ap poll each week for points oh my god um <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get uh you get one point for guessing the team uh that made it correctly and one point for each spot you get correctly mm-hmm. um a couple other guys have played too uh other friends of ours will and greg are avid listeners to the pod yeah um and we i think we started doing the college ball playoff eventually too it's, it's a good honestly it's a good time yeah. it's a good time you, you're welcome to join if you'd like to the yeah the ap poll has a certain it definitely has a a, a tenor to it it, it uh it, it's uh it plays to its part pretty pretty well they're they're pretty consistently on brand um all right, into the actual top 25 now, the teams that we think are deserving of a number next to their name. And number 25 is the odious Wisconsin Badgers with five points. Um, 
these are all by way of you. These are uh, this is your number twenty one team in the nation. Um, well, someone has to win the games. Somebody has. Someone to, has to win the games. Somebody has to win the games. That's true. Uh, I, I basically the Big Ten West is terrible, and there's like one or two teams besides Wisconsin and Iowa that have a chance to compete in any game with Wisconsin and Iowa. Yeah. So, someone has to win the games. Uh, Wisconsin's gonna be able to run the football. Um, that's all they ever have to do. That's, I mean, yeah. Braylon. No Allen further is... comment at this time. I don't. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Braylon Allen is good. He's he's uh he's good, and that's pretty much all they need. Uh, this is seven spots lower than the AP poll has Wisconsin. Uh, I, I, I don't have any opinions on it. I did not have them in my top 25. They were one of the teams that I cut when I realized that I didn't have enough, uh, G5 representation. So, uh, number 24 is the exact same spot. Uh, I had air force as my number 21 team. They returned basically their entire offense. They won 10 games last year, 10 or 11 games last year. One of those, um, Zeke Daniels is one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. Very, very good option quarterback. I just think they're going to be really hard to beat. I, I, uh, I just really like this team i've talked about them before um they do lose their dc they do lose their defensive coordinator and they lose some guys from that defense but it's uh the mountain west has sort of four or five teams who i'm pretty confident in and i think that uh air force is just the one that most stands out to me heading into the season as being experienced and talented and and uh well suited for what they do stylistically so air force gets my my pick at number 21 and checks in on our poll as the number 24 team uh moving forward to which is uh, plus 17 from what the ap poll has which is ridiculous that's that's too low uh number 23 is penn state which i believe we also did not agree on no we are not yet we have not yet found a team that we agree on it's gonna be a minute i think (laughs) not until number well, 19 we'll get there I think, one day. until we get to a team that we agree on but penn state with six points uh is number 23 which is six spots higher than they are in the ap poll this was a u pick uh as were the next two so what's going on with penn state here at number 23 <laughs> um yeah i mean again penn state uh someone has to win the games dude someone has to win the game that's what i keep going back to i, I think penn state uh, has a veteran quarterback um, they have an NFL wide receiver. They have a stacked running back room, um, two really good tight ends. Defense has some problems, I think, maybe with like just experience in the linebacker group. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, should be very, very solid. Like, if all you're worried about are kind of uh, your linebackers and, you know, uh, keeping your quarterback healthy, that's kind of small potatoes and I think it's worth ranking. I don't know. Like, the offensive line yeah. needs to improve. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but like, they should be better than last year's team. Uh, Clifford's really not really good. He's good enough when he's when he's healthy. Um, I am also just realizing I forgot to rank Louisville. I probably should have had them ahead of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just describing Louisville except worse. Uh, uh, well, what if, yeah. What if Sean Clifford was really fast? That's like uh, that's like what what <laughs> is basically. I don't know, dude. Look, there are like 40 teams that are like, going to be interesting to watch this year and. Penn State's one of them. Mm-hmm. It's a little too early to get worked up about which one's better than which one yet. Yeah, I mean, really, what we're doing this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you're not into that sort of thing, you you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know. Penn State's fine. I, they're probably not going to finish ranked, if I had to guess. Listen, if people are are upset with imprecise predictions of of team quality uh i listened into a, a a certain competitor of the show yesterday and they said that arizona might win four to six games so i really don't what? think i don't Who, think what? that we are this? i'm i'll tell you off air but i i really uh 
I don't think that There's... we're I don't think that we're in in any sort of uh, <laughs> any sort of deep water here. I think that we are could still you... well above the curve. <laughs> Could you could you say it right now at a funny bleep noise to yourself later on? Because <laughs> no, then of, I'd uh... have to take the timestamp down. I'll just text it to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next up here at number twenty-two is another team of uh, of yours. This is a, a, a I would say a longtime favorite of yours. Uh, it's the Tennessee Volunteers who did not check in in the actual poll. They were the first team on the outs, I believe. Uh, they're twenty-second here with seven points. Ryan, why, why, why Tennessee? Yeah, Patrick, that's a great question. Um, the thing is, is that they're good. That's they're a good, they're a good, uh, they're a good football team. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's why. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee has has a good quarterback. Oh, I just got Patrick's text. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks like uh, he was referring to friends of the show, Mike and the Mad Dog. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was the it was the it's the Mike Farrell hour. It was Mike and the Mad Dog, and then the Mike is uh, Mike Farrell. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good idea. Yeah, something um, to think uh, about. Anyway, it's Tennessee. him. It's... Yeah, look, they've got one of the three or four best quarterbacks, one of the four or five best quarterbacks maybe in in college football. Um, they're going to score a ton of points. Their defense should be very veteran. Uh, I love Cedric Tillman. I think Cedric Tillman is one of the most underrated receivers in America. I think he's a potential top 10 receiver kind of guy. Mm. Um, I think he's really, really damn good and a guy the NFL is going to love based on his quickness. Um, I think Tennessee is going to put up a lot of points on everybody. Their game against Pitt's going to be very telling in week two. But besides that, it should be should be a great football team this year. Not a great football team, but like they play in the fucking SEC East. Who's, who's going to beat them? Like, you know, yeah. you play Alabama. Sure, you play Georgia and Kentucky. Kentucky. They beat Kentucky last year, didn't they? In Lexington. I don't, uh, I don't know. You can't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> it's so I mean, impossible like, to say. You know, this team could very easily win nine games, and I think like just the offense they're going to try out is going to be fun. I know you don't like it. You think it's Mickey Mouse, but I think they're good, and I like them. Yeah. Um, now, now you're going to ask me to defend my next pick here, and I'm I'm prepared for this one. Let me just say it myself, so I can take the heat off. Can I real quick? I just I, I do have to I have to let people know if you are a, a subscriber to Meet at Midfield, you can look forward soon to the unveiling of our newest podcast product, which is Mike and the Mag- Mad Dog, and it's Mike Farrell and an actual wild dog, and they're in the booth, <laughs> and he's trying his best to talk about how you know Clemson's title chances this year, and there's a feral dog in the booth with him, and that's going to be our latest uh, offering, and we're really excited about that. Interesting enough, the feral dog is also his uh, furry persona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even realize. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ryan, what if it? <laughs> this is gonna make sense to like five people who listen to this show. What if it was Mike Feral jokes and he was eating his own cum on television? <laughs> 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 oh the boys aren't all gonna get that one but the ones who do they're yeah, gonna appreciate they're gonna it. Love it. They're gonna... i have i did have a good friend of ours uh steve gross a uh, little friend of the podcast uh good buddies in new york uh tell me this week that he's basically his favorite moments of the show are just when i make you laugh with some stupid bullshit like that uh-huh. first <laughs> really the analysis is not what is, is kind of what he comes for but yeah it's mostly just like the bullshit jokes we do where one of us dies laughing at yeah some stupid reference. i i think that there's a decent chance that that's like most of the people who listen to the show <laughs> i i fear that I, we're, we spend we're a lot of uh, yeah i fear that we spend a lot of time preparing for like football stuff for this show and the things that people like is when we talk about like oh what if urban meyer was in the taliban <laughs> <laughs> oh dude what if mark soups played Yu Gi Oh? wow 
<laughs> that'd be crazy, man. That would damn, be, that would be damn, that would be really off. wild. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. All right, who's, um, who's next? So who's your team that you're you're defending yourself of here? Oh, yeah, Iowa. Iowa yeah. is tied for 20th in this poll. You have Iowa uh, 16th in your poll. Dude, they're going to win 10 games to go to the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, but are they going to be good? That's not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I do think uh, I do think Iowa uh, Iowa's going to have a really good defense. Iowa's going to have a top 10 defense in the country again this year. Their offense is still going to be an Iowa offense. We all mm-hmm. know this. We all understand it. It is what it is. I think it's actually – I'm starting to change my mind, and I'm starting to root for Brian Ferentz. Okay. I want to see how long he can keep coordinating the offense without, <laughs> without losing his job. Like, how many times will his dad change everyone else's job to keep him in this position? Yeah. Like, what can they do – how much of this will they just let him keep fucking up before they change him? Yeah, it's it's the, the Brian Ferentz try not to get fired compilation impossible. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's uh, it's very – it's good, honestly. It is really funny. I, I hope that I get more – of the uh, like Iowa fans in my mentions in October when they're six and zero and they're like Spencer Petras has changed he's better now <laughs> he's better now he's oh, not yeah. he's not man dude he's... by the way uh, also something else to root for if you're maybe like a racist or just a fan of uh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that uh, Riley Moss uh-huh. uh, their corner has a chance to be the first white cornerback drafted like relatively high in the NFL in a long time yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that is really the best place to put is to, to leave this is if you are a racist guy, <laughs> Iowa should be the number 21 team in your combined poll. <laughs> I think uh, we should we should clip in uh, the sound from that Elvis movie. Uh, where oh, yeah, like, he's, he's white. He's white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we could get no, don't even worry about clipping it in. Let's get in front of the show Colton Denning to put that clip over some highlights of Rodney Moss. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea. Um, <laughs> oh, man. That would be good, especially because like he wears like the full arm sleeves and like the full leg sleeves and everything. So he's trying to hide it from you. He doesn't want you to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to make this video and cut it up as part of the uh, as part of our like our social media plan this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that. It's that video over and over again. Um, yeah. Iowa somehow against all odds. Number 20 in our combined poll number 20 in our combined poll once again a team that only one of us voted for it's BYU with 10 points because they were my uh also my number 16 team I I think they're good that's that's pretty much my entire explanation I think Jaron Hall is good I think that uh that uh yeah Jaron Hall answered the question like what if Tate Martell started for a G5 team yeah what if what if Tate Martell completed like 70 percent of his passes and threw like 30 touchdowns to three interceptions it would be crazy if he was to do that um I am also I of course a Tate Martell uh, apologist essentially I think he would have been fine had he not been um, really kind of brutally bullied by Ryan Day and by Ohio State <laughs> in general. Um, I think Honestly, that, that, uh, literally Ryan Day did get the reputation of being like, whoa, he's a savage, aggressive coach from the media, yeah. which lasted for like two and a half years. Yeah. Solely because he bullied Tate Martell. Yeah, that he, was the only reason why. Yeah, he which bullied cool. Tate Martell. People, you might not, you might not know this if you're not uh, diseased and and weren't covering Ohio State at the time. Uh, but when Justin Fields was thinking about transferring to Ohio State on one of his visits. He was either already committed or he was going to, but on one of his visits, he went to an Ohio State basketball game, and it was it was he and Urban Meyer and I think Dwayne Haskins were sitting courtside. Um, and meanwhile, at the same game, Tate Martell was up in the student section, like pretty high up in the student section. And during the game, Justin Fields was on Instagram liking all of Riley Martell's posts. 
which is it was Tate's sister. Yeah, yeah, it was Tate's sister, and he actually he was asked by the university to unlike the post because it was it was considered too mean. It was too mean of a thing to do to somebody, um, which is just uh, yeah. I I personally I don't blame Tate for losing his confidence. That sounds bad. <laughs> that sounds like a bad That's thing to have so happen to tough, you, dude. That is. He's gonna have a like a thing for the rest of it. He has to go to therapy about that. Yeah, he's like selling NFTs now. I think is this. He he announced like four months ago that he was gonna become a businessman, and the business that he's doing is that he's selling Tate Martell NFTs, <laughs> which is really funny to do. Also, like yeah. four months ago, yeah. well after the NFT crash, very funny time to do it. Everyone else was like on fire, losing all their money. He's like, this is a good thing to get into. I'm Damn. excited about Damn. this. Damn, I think I gotta get in. I think people need the Tate Martell NFT. Um, yeah, guy it, who sees the annual plane. <laughs> like blow up the oil derricks like i think i can get into this damn <laughs> damn yeah that's uh <laughs> tate martell uh three weeks from now is announcing that he has a plan to stab salman rushdie <laughs> he can't wait he's gonna be the first guy to do it um all right speaking of salman rushdie who's our number 18 team or sorry number 19 team on our list it's arkansas with 11 points this is the first team that we have agreed on um they're fucking good it's you know we we like these guys we like sam Pittman. we like this offense quite a bit um they're they're limited the ceiling is limited i don't think that they're like a playoff team or anything but this is just a solid team they were solid last year i think they'll be solid again this year yeah uh katie jefferson whips ass their their defense is cool uh bumper pool is a great guy i like their dc i like their linebacker coach i like i like what they're doing i like the vibe here uh i'm hoping trained ox gets back on top of his game i think he was cool i had some early stock in him um, let's talk about a team that's not cool and sucks next. Yeah, Arkansas. Uh, we are... Arkansas. We saw you from across the bar, and we love your vibe. As a podcast, we love your vibe. Uh, the team next, we do not love their vibe. We saw them from a bar, across the bar, and we left. We went to a different bar. Yeah, Number they, eighteen. They told us they should. We should come to AA with them. We yeah. Said, no, dude, it's time to party. No. Why are you here? Why are you at the bar? It seems like a really bad place for you specifically to be. Uh, Number eighteen is Notre Dame with thirteen points, all of which come from me. Um, cause I couldn't justify not ranking them given that they're fifth in the AP poll. Uh, they're certainly not fifth. They shouldn't be fifth. They're not the fifth best team in college football, but I don't know. It seems like they win 10 games every year. It's kind of hard for me to not rank them at all. Yeah. I'm not seeing it this year at all. I don't know. I don't see what there is to see with them. Right. Tyler Bookner is just absolutely terrible. One of the worst starting quarterbacks in power five ish football. Yeah. Um, and I mean, besides that, you've got what you have like no proven running backs, bunch of injured uh, receivers, a decent O line with not real, no like real clear production, in my opinion. Yeah, defense should be good, but like they don't. I don't think they're gonna have a top ten defense. Like if you if you work with like a top twenty five defense and like a top sixty offense, I don't think that gets you ten wins. I think you're probably looking at, I don't know. I think Notre Dame are the top one. Are they actually in the AP poll? The AP poll? They're what? They're, they're like fifth. Uh, they're fifth in the AP poll. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it's wild. Like, what we will justify to say they're fifth? Like, I, I truly would have to understand what is the justification for that ranking from yeah, anyone. I, I, I really, I don't know because, like, yeah, they, they were, what, 11-1 and one last season, but no one took them seriously as, like, a playoff team. Nobody at the end of the year was, like, making the case for Notre Dame over Cincinnati. Everybody's like, yeah, these guys stink. These guys aren't any good. Of course they shouldn't be in the playoff. And they've gotten worse. Their roster, like, across the board has gotten worse. It's, you know, Kyron Williams is gone, and much of the defense is gone. I just, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I, I really don't understand other than, like, 
they're playing Ohio State in week one, and they want that to be a big matchup. I, I really don't know what else it would be. It does, doesn't make sense. They're not that good of a team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's just a helmet pick, right? Like, it's a helmet pick. They uh, lost their head coach to another P5 school. Like, it's, it's it doesn't make any sense. It's not even like Brian Kelly Notre Dame, where they win 11 games every year. We don't know what the fuck Marcus Freeman is going to be. I have yeah, no Marcus idea. Marcus Freeman blowing a game to Oklahoma State. Like, a yeah. 28-3 lead to Oklahoma State. Yeah, it's it, he's not exactly inheriting, like, an amazing, oh, this was a championship contender, and now they have the the energetic coach to bring it out of them. It's like, no, they weren't. They were, it seems like they were kind of maximized under Brian Kelly. And now they have a less proven coach who, yeah. you know, a couple years. recruiting well, I guess. But yeah. That class isn't here this year. Yeah. And it's like a couple years ago, Ohio State had a somewhat similar situation with Ryan Day. That team was certainly more talented. But Ryan Day also brought in Justin Fields. Like Marcus Freeman didn't bring in t- Justin Fields. He brought fucking Tyler Buckner's the quarterback. They just keep getting worse versions of Ian Book. And this is the worst version yet. I just, I don't get it. I, I, I think that, I, I think they're probably deserving of being ranked, but I certainly don't think they're better than like. Yeah, I mean, I guess Wake I guess Forest. you say their floor is like eight and four, but yeah. like, do you rank an eight and four Notre Dame team? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, but a I lot don't. of a yeah. lot of people would. <laughs> Generally speaking, it's something that people like to do. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't. I, the top fifteen hype is is wild to me, and that they're getting top five mentions is really. Uh, nonsensical. I just, I don't, I don't get where that could be coming from. Um, number 17, a team that we have six spots lower than their place in the poll. I think that we're probably about accurate with this. One. I think we're accurate with all of them, but I think that we're about accurate yeah, with this right. one specifically. Yeah. Uh, Oregon with 14 points combined, uh, checking in at number 17. They're just the I, Bo Nix team. Yeah, I, I think they're just like pretty much they're just Notre Dame as well, right? They're Notre Dame with like a slightly more proven quarterback and maybe a slightly worse defense, but the talent level feels about the same to me. Coaching, I, I, these seems like kind of the same team to me. Yeah, I guess they have Troy Franklin receiver, which is better than anyone Notre Dame has on yeah. offense. And unfortunately, they have Bo Nix, though, which is going to be an yeah. issue for Troy Franklin. I guess, but they, they could choose to play their five-star quarterback. <clears throat> they could. They won't, but they could. That's uh, It's could, always an yeah. option. You can keep that in the back of your mind, and, and uh, that can propel you to the number 17 ranking in our preseason poll, I guess. Um, That's funny. Yeah, I, don't, I just, they're, they're, who cares, whatever. 17, uh, like I said, six spots lower than their actual ranking. Number 16, yeah. a team that we have have uh 20 i think we're now yeah we're now in the range of 16 teams we both like yeah 16 teams that we i believe that we both like i think that's i think that's correct um some more than some more than others but uh number 16 is a team that we have 27 spots ahead of the ap ranking it's ucla with 20 points why aren't these guys ranked I don't get. I don't get it nobody else is ranking these guys they're good they bring back their quarterback and like their entire offense they were good last year. Everything. They went like nine and three. <laughs> they were a good team. Yeah, yeah. They're one of the most veteran teams in the country. They play in a weak conference. Everything's back. You lose like your your offensive line coach. Okay. Yeah. What do I care? Yeah, I, I like I, I I think about now every pretty much every year I think about the the Joe Burrow candidate, right? Like who is the veteran quarterback who has stunk for several years, who is suddenly going to become good. It was Joe Burrow in 2019, and then Kenny Pickett this last year. I don't think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to become like good, but he is a million years old, and it seems like that can really go a long way for a quarterback in college football, just yeah. being really old. It seems like that's one of the most valuable things you can have. 
Yeah, I know you hate to admit it, but also, I mean, Sean Clifford's a candidate too. Yeah, Sean Clifford is one who I who I've I've thought about. There there are there are a couple guys um, who who I think would make sense for it. Malik Cunningham is is one who is already good, but could get better. Already good. Yeah, um, Sam Hartman could actually become good. Sam Hartman, uh, Bo Nix, yeah. who we just talked about. Like, there's there's a that couple. That would be so funny. That's, there's a couple. Bo Nix making an NFL turn would be so good. <laughs> That would be. I mean, what what can you say? We just gotta chalk it up. We just gotta chalk Brian, it up. Brian Harson would be would be killed. Brian Harson would be killed on sight if Dude. Bo Nix was good this year. Oh my God, people would lose their minds. Um, that would be awesome. But yeah, UCLA doesn't need Bo Nix to go crazy. They just need Dorian Thompson Robinson to be pretty much exactly who he is. Um, they're good. They're not like a championship contender, but I. I don't know. I think they're one of the three best teams in the Pac-12, and that's probably deserving of 16th, right? Yeah, yeah, I um, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I agree. Like, they're gonna run the football that will. Zach Charbonnet's cool. Yeah. Um, I, they're gonna run the ball at everyone's throat. I mean, it's it's the fucking Pac-12, like the only team that can run the football, except yeah. for Oregon State. Like Utah too. Yeah, Utah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're gonna be like at worst a top four team in the conference, which is uh good enough to get ranked. Yeah, I was um, I was earlier I was doing a, a just a quick write up for a, a different poll that we're doing for the site and. Uh, we had, I, I think we had Which US, website? meet at midfield.com. Um, and I, I believe at 24th, we did a, a full team poll and I think at 24th we had USC and I was writing just briefly about USC and sort of thinking about the team. Um, boy, USC is sort of uniquely positioned to get its ass kicked by UCLA, right? Like really sort of, uh, singularly designed to get absolutely demolished by a Chip Kelly team because that defensive line stinks. That offensive line stinks. They don't have any guys in the trenches, and that's like the only thing that UCLA is going to do. Yeah, they are. They're begging for it, really. Like, yeah. that's kind of like it's 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 concerning if you are a USC. Like, I think this could be a it could be a real uh, Texas situation here for USC yeah. under Lincoln Riley. But I guess the difference is Lincoln Riley does probably know how to win games like i think he'll figure it out a little bit but it's it might not work against ucla also yeah i'm gonna say if you liked ohio state michigan last year you would love you ucla usc this fall because it's like this it's it's like the uh it's like the miniature version of it it's the (laughs) the exact same game dynamic um just being played out west instead of in the big 10 uh although pretty soon uh number 15 also with 20 points wake forest gonna be without their starting quarterback sam hartman for an indefinite period of time, but they're still good, still a good team. I think that that puts a damper on it a little bit, but I, I don't think that it's fair to like completely drop them off the board just because they might not have their starting quarterback for you know an, an undisclosed period of time. We don't know how long it's going to be. Um, the AP poll has them 22nd. We have them 15th. I think we're probably being more fair to a team that was like, what, in the ACC championship game last year? Yeah, I mean the concern here is what happens with Sam Hartman. That's just that's the shadow hanging over everything. Yeah, right? is he going to play this season? I guess is what we're worried about. Yeah. Um, it seems like the implication I mean, is that he will. It's that's that's been like the thing that they've said, right? Yeah, uh, but gotta see it actually happen. And also their defense sucks. Yeah, but it's the ACC. You don't need to have a good defense to be good in the ACC. Um, I, I do like Wake. I, I I just think given the pressure coming from behind them from Florida State, Miami, Louisville uh that's just it uh that's but a, that's i think all. like yeah. uh I, I think they could have a decline this season because of that Get, like you know you also have pick clemson nc state to contend with like mm-hmm. that's the conference that goes seven teams deep with quality teams uh i would be concerned about what to expect from wake forest if hartman is any length of time 
especially because they play uh, Clemson and Florida State and September 24th and October, respectively, which are both two losable games. Yeah. Uh, next up, staying in the ACC, which I think we actually have a, a kind of a distinct affinity for this season. We've, we've referenced it a little bit before, but number 14 is Pitt with 25 points. Um, just uh, this sort of a, I don't know that the inverse of Wake Forest is fair, because I think that Pitt does have at least something offensively, but just a really damn good defense, really established, uh, powerful defense, especially up front. Um, I'm not especially high on the offense just because I, I think that the offensive coordinator hire was dog shit, and I don't think Keaton yeah, really Slovis bad. is very good. But it's... but even their floor <laughs> is like they have two running backs back and all five offensive line starters. And yeah. two, they're the next two guys on the O-line too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the defensive line is certainly a good place to be as strong as they are in the uh, in the ACC. You can you can do a lot to the quarterbacks in this league with that, uh, and I, I think that that's probably what they'll do. So Pitt, 14th, maybe the most number 14 team of all time here is is this Pitt team. I think that Extreme they are, they are completely yeah. destined to be 14th. Uh, number 13 is one that I, I believe you disagree with, but I have propped them up. Bravely, I have, I have taken the stand. Cincinnati with 25 points, number 13. Um, they're just good. They're just gonna be. They're gonna be good. Ben Bryant's really good. I think that uh, that Corey Kiner's gonna be really good at running back. Um, I really like their defense, even with how much they lost. I know that it's a lot to lose, but I trust this staff in development more than I trust. It is a lot to lose. I know, but I trust this staff in development more than I trust like maybe any other staff in college football for for defensive players. They're just. I mean, they haven't missed yet. I don't have a good reason to think that they will miss this time. I don't think the answer is like, are they going to miss in the sense of like, are they going to lose four games? But the sense is like, are, are they like, this is what kind of you asked me earlier. Yes. They'll have a good record. Are they actually going to be a good football team? And I think that's a different question to ask. Like maybe by the end of the season, it's possible, but I think early on, this is any team just has way too many holes for me to feel confident in them. Like I felt like I was ranking them way too high. at at 17 where I put them, but I couldn't justify giving them any lower. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. Like I, I get where you're coming from. Like the thing is, they're probably just going to win 11 games before they play Houston because the the league is weak. Mm-hmm. But um, I I doubt their actual quality is my my contention. I don't know. I think they're going to be good. I'm I'm confident in in Ben Bryan. I'm confident in general in that uh in that system. I think it's it yields good football teams. Uh, speaking of systems that yield good football teams, number 12, staying in the area. Uh, this is a fun little group of teams here. Pitt, Cincinnati, and then number 12 is Kentucky with 27 points. Uh, this is Let's one go. I think distinctly that neither of us think are going to, is going to be like elite by any means, but just a uh, another one of these teams that just wins games. Just a, a solid program, one that you can a, – a haircut you can set your watch to is, uh, is Kentucky football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, super consistent for sure. Um, Chris Rodriguez is going to carry this running, class, running attack. Um Will Levis, some people like and think is good. Uh, I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. This defense should be stout. Uh, I think the upside for is pretty high, right? And I think the yeah. downside's pretty, you know, there's not much downside to them is what I'd say. Um, I think they've got a real shot. I, I am very curious to see uh, what we get out of, I don't know, what we get out of this team. Uh, I, I think they have a lot of potential trim-up games in their schedule. I think they have to, you know, Obviously, face Georgia. Uh, the Tennessee game's tricky. The Louisville game's tricky. There are some potential slip ups on their schedule, but I do think they're going to be a solid crew um, that has a has a real chance to win double digit games and contend for 
an appearance this season game if they can get Georgia. Yep. Number 11, also with 27 points, is Houston. Uh, we both had them. I had them 12th. You had them 13th, I believe. Um, Clayton Toon is back. Uh, Tank Dell is back. A lot of the defense, specifically the front, which was really good last year, among the uh, the leaders nationally in tackles for loss. Uh, they've got some guys to replace at cornerback specifically. Marcus Jones comes to mind, uh, and they have to replace Alton McCaskill at running back, who got hurt in the spring, I want to say, towards ACL. But, which sucks. He's really, really good. Yeah, he's really good. But this is not an offense that you know, runs the ball like a million times a game. And Tazan Henry's a former, I think, high three-star from from Texas Tech who transferred over a couple years ago. I think he'll be fine. Um, this is, like we talked about on the on the AAC show, I think this is like the, uh, the final form of a Dana Holgerson team. This is like his dream team. He's finally got everything that he wants, and he, he's managed, honestly. I don't know that he has given enough credit nationally because nobody ever writes about these teams except for me. Um, but he's really kind of pulled off an interesting uh, career change here, like like a style change in this second half of his career, uh, sort of like Mike Gundy has, who I, I believe he, I think he either worked for Mike Gundy or he certainly has connections to Mike Gundy, um, where Houston has had a really good defense the last couple years now. Doug Bell coordinated a damn good defense last year, and I think he's going to again this year. Um, it's interesting. These, these sort of air raid, you know, reformers <laughs> as head coaches who have discovered like, well, if I sacrifice a little bit offensively, I could have a top 15 defense and, and it's, uh, it's worked out for Houston. It worked out for Oklahoma state. It's worked out for Baylor. Um, it's, it's an interesting approach. I'm, I'm curious about sort of where it came from and I guess why more people aren't doing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, trying to be good defense does seem logical, right? If you're mm-hmm. one of these coaches, but I, I do agree with the specific way in which they've had to do it is kind of fun. Um, it just comes out of personnel, right? Like, I think these guys got to figure, like, you learn that just kind of shut the fuck up, let their defensive coordinator do his thing, like hire good, hire a good coach for a good program, and let him work. And yeah. that should be your your mentality. Yep. Um, I love Houston. Yeah, like you said, I love Houston. I think they, I think they go super deep this year. I don't see a team on their schedule beating them, including Cincinnati. I think this team, basically, to me is a fringe playoff contender only because I don't know if they'll have the quality wins in their schedule that requires to get into the playoff, but I think like their record should be unblemished by the time they get there. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think they'd probably need some help. They'd probably need the ACC yes. to send a two loss team. They'd need the PAC 12 to send a two loss team and maybe the big 12 as well, but that doesn't well, feel they're capable. Yeah. yeah that, I was going to say that doesn't feel impossible. They usually do that. That's, that's sort of the standard. Um, so yeah, I, I think Houston absolutely is, uh, is that kind of, that kind of quality. They're really good. I, I will, I, I do think that ulti- I had Cincinnati higher because I think that Cincinnati sort of gets an achievement award for how fucking good it's been for the last three years. But I do think that Houston is probably better, technically speaking. Um, we'll yeah. see how that is at the end of the year when Cincinnati's defenders have had an entire season to learn, um, which is dangerous to give Luke Fickle an entire year to develop some guys. Uh, but coming into the season, Houston on paper is uh, supremely talented, easily the best G5 team and, and one of the better teams yeah. in college football, I think. And, um, and I'll say this, we were relatively flat in our selections from teams number 11 through 16, kind of those teams were all clustered in points. Yeah. And there's a next, there's a clear jump now from teams 10 to 7 before we get into the um, kind of top group range. Yeah, yeah. there's a distinct sort of tier system that that, uh, that has arisen here. Number 10, jumping up to 33 points from the 27 that Houston and Kentucky shared, uh, is Oklahoma, who I don't think either of us have any actual thoughts on. They're just here because they are, right? 
Yeah, I mean, certainly the signs coming out of that program are not good. Yeah. Uh, we'll say that. Like, just everything happening with them does seem bad. But in the mm-hmm. day, like, they still have a weak schedule. Dylan Gabriel, uh, Marvin Mims is there, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I forget which Marvin Mims on stayed. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, they should be able to run the football with Eric Ray. Defense looks like it should be good. Like, and it's just again, like all they have to do is beat, like two of uh baylor oklahoma state kansas state yeah. two which they should do like just go with two and one in those games and you're you're in the big 10 title game big 12 title game rather yeah um and from there it could be a good season so yeah like do i think venables is a quote-unquote good coach do i think oklahoma's a quote-unquote promising program do i think they're quote-unquote a good offense like no not really but <laughs> someone has to win the games yeah, someone has to win the games and it uh, is bizarre even on our poll that they're this far ahead of a team that, like other than like you know UCLA, who are basically the same football team as. Yeah, I, it's a there's a level of consistency with Oklahoma that is difficult to uh, vote too strongly. I mean, I don't know when it would have last been that they weren't like in the top ten of the preseason AP poll. It's been a while, right? I, it's probably not actually been that long, but it feels like it's been a while. It feels like they're there every single year. Um, and of course, Brent Venables, we 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 know and we love that he has he's he's getting his back walls blown out by the fire hose, as he says. He cannot <laughs> stop. He is uh, he's really going crazy with the fire hose. He's uh, he's loving it, and we are loving it as well. I don't know what you're referencing. You've not heard him say that he he's got the whole fire hose in his mouth. He's drinking it all. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got the fire hose uh, down his throat. He can't stop. Um, number nine is a team that we both actually hate, uh, really like a lot. Uh, it's Clemson, <laughs> thirty-four points. These guys fucking suck. They're bad. This is a dog shit team, and I don't think they should be this high. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, someone's got to win, right? They have one of the yeah. best teammates in college football. Maybe DJ gets better, or K Klubnik is good. Uh, they're yeah, they're probably gonna suck. Yeah, but they're gonna I, win ten games and suck, and which is just the worst kind of sucking to be. But they're gonna be, a, they're gonna finish top ten. Yeah, I, I compared these guys earlier in the week on the uh, on the meet at midfield boards to Florida State of like twenty fourteen through twenty sixteen or so, where they just kept going ten and three, and they weren't good, and they couldn't find a quarterback, but the defense was keeping them afloat, and. They just sort of kept humming along, and every year people would going into the season and like, oh, is this the year that you know DeAndre Francois might rescue him? He's going to bring the offense back. Oh, Cade Klubnik, he might bring the offense back. It's the same program. They're doing the same thing. The ACC is specifically designed to produce this program, and and Clemson is just doing what Florida State did. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Like Pat Narduzzi looked around at his defense and said, "Wow, holy shit! Like I have uh, my whole offensive line, a running back, my my whole defense." I could go get like a good OC and a good quarterback and, yeah. and like have a chance to be a playoff contender. And he's like, no, no, that's not the way. That's not the way. Yeah. I need to get a shitty offensive coordinator and go ten and two instead. Yeah, that's uh God, it's so it's so cool that he went and got Keaton Slovis and didn't get Graham Harrell, who went to a worse job. <laughs> why why I did mean, he do that? Why uh, did he do that? Wow, I'm gonna go. Maybe, get... maybe Graham Harrell trusts JT Daniels more. That's why he went with him. He basically had his pick of which. That's had his yeah. Pick. He could have also technically gone to Ole Miss because that was also they were also looking for an offensive coordinator. So now we know that apparently JT Daniels is the best of the bad USC quarterbacks who has transferred to a P5 yeah. school. Well, um, also we know Pat wants to run the damn ball, so I guess Graham's not an option. Yeah, he'd probably strangle Graham in the midst of the uh, in the midst of like a 44 to 17 win over Boston College or something. He's like, "Why didn't you run the ball more? You're embarrassing Jeff. I love Jeff, and you're embarrassing him. 
Why I like that this? all of Pat Narduzzi's OCs hate him and vice versa. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool working dynamic to have. It's uh, You do have to respect that. That's American excellence right there. Uh, Clemson is not American excellence. This is a, uh, it's a monarchy, and it will soon fail uh, if, uh, every, if everything continues to go to plan as it has thus far. Uh, number nine, fuck these guys. They stink. Number eight, also, these guys stink. Uh, Texas A&M, 36 points. They're here because somebody has to be. Um, I don't have any faith in them to actually be like good. They they have a good defensive line. I think the defense will be good in general. They're not going to be able to throw the ball, and they won't be able to beat the best teams on their schedule. It's uh, it's Texas A&M. This is what they do. They are currently tied for seventh, by the way. Are they? Yeah, I I have not been doing the tiebreakers. Um, they they are technically tied for seventh with another school in Texas. That's much much better with uh, thirty six points. But uh, we'll get to them in a second. Ryan, what do you think about Texas A&M? Um, yeah, I mean, you have nailed, right? They're going to be sick on defense. They're going to do nothing on the rest of like, they, they, they have a guy people think is like a top five running back in this draft with Devin a chain. Um, or yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I, I don't think, I think he's that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Ania Smith is that good as receiver. I think all their quarterbacks suck. I think their offense is going to be another shitty Jimbo offense. Like it has been, they're going to be like, you know, as the top 40 in scoring, which means they're, they're just not going to win the division. So what do I care? Like, yeah. what do I care about a boring team? It's not fun to watch and underuses its talent because of a bad head coach who won't change his system. Yeah. That is the worst kind of football team to watch. Yeah. It's I, I've, I've seen, I've seen so much of that, especially like in the sec over the last decade or so. I don't really know that I need to keep seeing. It's just a different version of that. They, they, they love to do this. This is like their favorite thing to do is to waste supremely talented rosters it's the top thing yeah. that this conference can produce it, it is embarrassing to try to do the kirby thing when you're supposed to be an offensive coach yeah yeah i mean it really no no pride in what jim in in jimbo like if you are an offensive coach if you you paint yourself as like a quarterback whisperer to be putting up the the results that they have over the last I mean, fucking six or seven ten. years, really. Yeah, Jimbo, Jimbo's last ten years, basically post I, I, post uh, Winston. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it really like you your your theory of change has been proven wrong repeatedly every year. Every year his shit has been proven wrong, and he still doesn't doesn't like have some pride. You're supposed to be an offensive guy. Why can't you change? What's wrong with you? What <laughs> what's yeah. what's your deal, man? It seems like you're really shitty at your job. I don't get it. Yeah, it sucks. It's not working for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I uh, no interest. No interest in these guys. Don't really care about what they're doing. Number seven, yeah, Baylor. I'm, I'm probably not going to – I mean, I'll tell you what. Like, I, I watch a lot of college football. I will probably be trying to actively avoid Texas and games. They're, they're yeah. maybe the least entertaining team to watch in America. Yeah, they are a uh, – it's a, it's a hard team to watch for sure. Even when they're playing like a higher quality opponent, it's just a – it's a hard team to watch. It's a bad game to watch. They yeah. suck. Yeah, number seven is the exact opposite, staying in the state of Texas. It's Baylor with also 36 points. Um, we have questions about the quarterback. We have questions about, you know, Blake Shapin being – the guy given that he wasn't last year and they <laughs> sort of moved along at a proven starting quarterback, but you don't usually do that if you're not confident, but the rest of the team I think is solid, right? Defense has some guys to replace offensive skill core has some guys to replace, but we believe in Dave Aranda. Um, I believe in the talent they have they've brought in. I, I'm still pretty confident in, in Baylor as a, uh, a top 10 team. Yeah, I mean, like they and they also don't forget here they moved, uh, like you said, they moved a hand along because of what they think they have, and yeah, which means something to me as well. Yeah, um, 
it's it's yeah like jeff grimes is still the oc like they have some questions other positions i'm not denying that but like i think that this defense should be stout again and again it's the fucking big 12 like who else has a, a clear answer like unless you think kansas state's taking a huge jump with a new quarterback and new a new oc and like uh half of it you know a new secondary then i don't know who you think is the most proven team in the conference oklahoma state and oklahoma have real questions as well yeah um so unless you think was well, Texas, you're picking Texas. Get out of my face, you're picking Texas. Like, yeah. shut up. We, so yeah, uh, it, it's speaking of Texas. We have not talked about this on the podcast. Very funny what is happening in Texas. Texas is doing some really spectacular things with with uh, with regards to running a football program. They're really uh, they're really shining bright out there. They are. Do you, do you think Sark can lose that for two years? Do they have enough money to do that right now? Are they too broke? Uh, to to fire Sark. Yeah, I think that he's probably going to be able to um, to 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 use the defense of oh well all my uh, all my players got hurt all my apes gone uh, I don't <laughs> I don't I lost my I lost my players my wallet got hacked my NFT wallet got hacked and I lost all my fucking players I don't know what to do um, yeah they have lost a starting lineman in uh, Junior Angelo I believe is his name who they are going to yeah. replace with a freshman uh, they have lost Isaiah Nayer who is the transfer from Wyoming. Um, I believe both of those two uh, ACL tears. And I'm not going to say that if Isaiah Nair had just stayed at Wyoming, he wouldn't have torn his ACL, but I'm not going to not say that either. Um, you have to wonder if the humidity in Texas plays a factor. You have to that. wonder if it if that plays a factor, and also maybe if God was watching, and he saw what you did, and he yeah. saw your decision, and he thought, well... Hey, come on, Sark. Quit <laughs> sucking me off. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to rehab my ACL. Yeah, Sark, I'm trying to fix my torn ACL, man. Come on. <laughs> Sark, you're trying to wake me up, man. You're trying to sunk my dick. Sark, you promised me that this ice bath didn't have a hole in the bottom of it. Come on, Sark. You can't come up through the bottom of the yeah. ice bucket. Come on, Sark. I'm trying to I'm trying to heal my knee, Sark. <laughs> you can't do this to me again. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> Baylor, thirty six yeah, points. So Number seven. <laughs> yeah, um, I, my last my, real quick, my last thing on Baylor is that I have seen a lot of national writers, including guys who I like, like Bill Connolly, um, uh, make the point of like they're losing a lot of guys, right? They're losing a lot of guys on defense, or they're losing a lot of skill court guys, um, and that is a fair point. But I, I really want to hammer something here that I don't think is talked about a lot when we discuss these teams. Baylor is not losing talent. Baylor is the same exact amount of talent talented as it was last year. It might be more talented. These are not programs like Ohio State or like Alabama where you can think of them as, oh, they just lost a fucking first-round pick. They lost a five-star. No, they did. It's the same fucking guys. Yeah, they lost a guy. They have the same exact guy behind him. That's the only kind of players that these programs recruit. It's the same guys. Right. We didn't know who their stars were this time last season either. They always do this. How many times do we need to learn this lesson? They always you, do it. You you could maybe me say that like losing Taekwon Thornton really hurts the passing game. I'll give you that though. Yeah. But like defensive, defensively, I don't care that they're losing a starting cornerback. I don't. We didn't know who it was going to be last year either, and he ended up being fine. And now we think that he's irreplaceable. They do it every year. It, Iowa does this. Wisconsin does this. Baylor does this. The uh, fucking Pitt does this with the defensive line. It, it just there are teams that just do this. It's it's not like oh no, they lost somebody. They just have another guy who's exactly like that. That's what they do. It's the only thing that these programs do. It's focus on developing these guys. It's the same exact feeling that I have about Cincinnati. Like, yeah, those guys were great. The guys that they're losing were great, but there was nothing about them specifically that made them unique. There was nothing about those Baylor defenders last year that makes them not 
replicable. It's just that's what Baylor does. It creates those kind of guys, and I don't I don't have any reason to think it won't just keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Um, all right, who else we got? We got the top six now. We're yep. number six team. Yep. Uh, we got we got goddamn Michigan on here. Yeah. Um, a team that also loses a lot, uh, losing David Ajabo, Aiden Hutchinson, Hassan Haskins, Daxton Hill, um, both coordinators, but nonetheless faces an incredibly easy schedule. Yeah, and has a uh, has a has a veteran quarterback. He's not good in the traditional sense, but he is old. Uh, and, he's not uh, he's not good in the football sense. Yeah. But... <laughs> he looks great in pads and the team, the, the boys just love him. They just can't, they can't get enough of this guy. Uh, <laughs> well, it's all his ice baths. Um, uh, no, I mean, their receivers suck for the most part. I don't know um, about that. I like Ronnie Bell. I think Ronnie Bell's pretty Yeah. Good. I'm sure he'll play four <laughs> games again this year too. Yeah. Uh, like he always does, but, uh, Poor Ronnie you know, <laughs> uh, they do have a sick offensive line. They like, they bring back, I think it was three starters and they add a Remington finalist to play center. And then yeah. they, they have to start one new player. Uh, they have a great running back duo with Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards basically should fill in seamlessly for Hassan Haskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Hall is a really strong tight end option. Um, the offense should be good enough in the big 10. The defense again, has some major holes to fill. It appears to have its next star with uh, Mozzie Smith. Um, I don't know, but they have what's the DJ Turner at the corner they have there is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to like about Michigan, but I, I I do think they're like a clear cut back from these like top five teams in, in the country this year. Yeah. Um, but they're right there with this next group of Baylor and Am Clemson, Oklahoma, uh, Houston, Kentucky as kind of like contenders. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, their season comes down to one game, right? If they can beat Ohio State, they play for the national championship. If they don't, they won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I don't I don't know how you could lose a, a game if you're Michigan before that one. Kinnick, be, I guess they play in Kinnick, right? Um, yeah, they play in Kinnick and they have Michigan State. But as we have established, both of those teams are bad, and so I think that's going to cause them some problems in that game. Um, yeah, I, I, number six, Michigan. I don't I don't have any qualms with that. Uh, now we're into the teams that are good. There are five good teams in college football, and also maybe Houston, but it's kind of hard to justify putting them sixth. Uh, number five, tied for tied for uh, tied for third. We have a three-way tie for for third here. Uh, number five is Utah with 44 points. Number four is Georgia with 44 points, and number three is uh, dear dear program to uh to the show dear friends of the show tim beck and dave doran it's nc state um that's right i don't know that we really need to separate these three because we've talked about these teams so much people know how we feel about these guys um utah and north carolina state are both uh collectively our uh, podcast sweethearts we love these guys can't get enough of them uh georgia i don't i don't care about at all but they won the national championship so they kind of need to be here uh but utah it would be and fun nc state perfect. somehow some kind of nc state utah playoff game where you and i have to point a gun at each other yeah over, which you know what i mean like that is sort cool. of the dream scenario is <laughs> i don't know how that would possibly come about but a utah nc state playoff game would be so good <laughs> i guess i guess the scenario is NC State and Utah are undefeated conference champions, and Ohio State and Alabama are both twelve and one conference champions. Well, but then you might have NC State and Utah oh, as the dreaded yeah. one and two. So I think what you'd need is one of Ohio State or Alabama to run the table, and the other one to take a bad loss. Uh, but then how, how would if they both run the table? No, no. Here's what you need: you need one of them undefeated, one of NC State or Utah undefeated, thirteen and zero. Then all three of Ohio State, Alabama, 
Utah uh, at 12 and one, because in that case, obviously Utah's the fourth team, which means you have Ohio State, Alabama in the first round, NC State, Utah in the. In the See, I was round. going for that two-three matchup. I was saying if Alabama's undefeated, they're going to put Utah and NC State behind it, even if they're both undefeated. Even if they're both. But also you can't undefeated. get you can't get a big boy behind NC State and Utah. Like they'll put Ohio State in the two-three to yeah. avoid the matchup unless they're forced to. With a with a one loss Ohio State team, they'd put above undefeated NC State or Utah. Yeah, I, wait, no, I, hold on, that's not what I'm saying. Wait, hold on. No, you so, were, give you, me your scenario again. Give I was saying that Alabama runs the table, NC State and Utah also run the table, and then Ohio State has one loss. Ohio State would be the four against Alabama as the one, and then NC State and Utah would be the two three. Oh, we're saying basically the same thing. I just did it the other way, where one of yeah. NC State or Utah goes thirteen and zero. The other three teams go 12 and one. Yeah. Um, Either way, we need to make this happen. It's going to be very important that we make this happen. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is, uh, listen, guys, if you, if, if you are a playoff committee member listening to this and you can force that matchup, um, we'll bring you on the show. We'll, we'll get you on the show. We'll finally, finally, Gene Smith can go on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Does he do any podcasts? Um, I think they had one for like, they did one of those, those, one of my favorite brands of podcasts, which is podcast that started in March of 2020 and posted three episodes and then never posted again. <laughs> I believe they did one of those where it was like at home with Gene Smith and it's, it's uh, they realized very quickly, oh, who would listen to this? Who would possibly <laughs> want this? This is the worst we, thing in the world. We should go back and review some of those or something. That would be fun going back and listening to the, 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 the team branded college football podcast that existed <laughs> for three weeks during the 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 sort of first wave of the of the pandemic that would be fun actually we should do that did i love that like i'm you know a 28 year old man i'm a pretty young guy and i have friends who still religiously listen to like the ryan day radio show or whatever (laughs) like it's they're gonna learn something from it yeah absolutely insane i was thinking about that today because i was i was looking at there was like a video that was a uh it was one of those those i think it was mike tyson and then a, a boxer like a current boxer doing a an interview on mike tyson's podcast and i was just thinking about that like the kind of person you have to be to get something out of that i just i don't i think it's been <laughs> i think it's been ruined forever for me because i've i've like i don't know i've gone to press conferences and i've realized like these people don't have anything to say. There's not a single famous person who I want to hear a single thing from. They don't have anything to say. There's nothing. I don't care. They're some, not going to say yeah. anything. I mean, some of like the player on player shit gets like the pivot or whatever they do. That's kind of decent, I guess. Like, yeah. there's, I wouldn't, I, my God, I've never listened to a full episode, but some of the social media clips are entertaining. Yeah. The gossip is fun, but it, it's just, I don't know. It, it makes me cringe just listening to any of them. Right. Cause it's, they're not, they're just like, they don't know how to do podcasts it's not, it's yeah. not a skill that they have it's not a skill they need to have it's they're not uh, in the pocket like us yeah dude. they're not in their they're not in their bag in their podcasting bag like we are <laughs> they're not talking about you know uh bam margera's dad trying to fight brian harson off with a broomstick because he's trying to sonk his dink at 6 a.m when they got a game brian at noon harson. brian harson is floating on like uh, uh streams of like smell uh-huh. emanating, emanating from brian harson that's broad he's like a wolf going after a pie in a windowsill but the smell is coming <laughs> <from> <laughs> <Brian> <laughs> floating through the air oh god brian's coming 
<laughs> he's, like, oh. he's floating down the hallway. <laughs> oh man. Um, oh dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So NC State, Georgia. Oh my god. We've talked about these teams thirty times. You guys know yeah. what we believe about them. We don't have anything else to say, right? We're good. Yeah. Do yeah. To I, top two. I am real quick because you mentioned the phrase Brian Harson floating. I am now thinking about him recreating the Hunter Biden thing <laughs> with the uh, the the sensory deprivation tank, where he's like smoking a pack of cigarettes and doing meth and drinking a beer uh jacking if, off like it's like this is you you've, he, you're you're in the deprivation tank doing the most amount of sensory things you could possibly do what if he was doing uh uh what if he's recreating the school by q song floating well that's something to think about now that's something for the ladies <laughs> that's one that the ladies would like um <laughs> anyway it's brian harson singing floating on floating bitch i'm floating <laughs> He's on the sidelines. He's just vibing out. He's having a great time. He's in the he's isolation. He's doing a Drew Locke time. moment, but he's like coaching in the game. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're actually have to go plays. Uh, they've got, <laughs> wait, they've got him doing the fucking, the, uh, what's the, 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 the movie where the, they've got the guys in the tanks and they pop out the prediction balls. That's what Brian Harson is doing to call plays. <laughs> I don't know what you're Oh, fuck. About. What is that called? Oh, <laughs> shit. They made a um, minority report. Uh, Minority Report. They've got him doing. Oh, they've got I haven't him, seen that in years. Oh man, they've got him doing Minority Report to call the plays. <laughs> they've got him in the tank, and the ball comes out, and it's like, oh, it's a run. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Oh. Um, well, speaking of coaches who should be put into a deprivation tank, number two, Ohio State <laughs> with forty-eight points. Um, I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to talk. We yeah, both, I'm we, good. we both had them. Number two, I'm good. Uh, number one, I'm also good here. Alabama uh, consensus with 50 points. Both of us had them. Number one, because uh, who else would you put there? There, <laughs> it's it's Alabama. It's going to continue to be Alabama uh, until morale improves. Uh, it's that's our list. Uh, I'll, I'll put the full the full ranking in the description for this post uh, as well as. The code that you need to know, folks, you got to have it. Meet at midfield, all one word, for 15% off your first home field purchase. Maybe you're a Bucks, maybe you're a Bucks fan, and you want a new, like I said, new sweatshirt to put under your yeah. – uh, it's actually – it's weird. It's it, a David Lighty jersey now. You've got a David Lighty jersey, <laughs> and you've got your sweatshirt under it. This is great for it that. Was, uh, it was a pretty good strategy of us to not talk about Ohio State in the podcast right after the Ohio State t-shirts dropped for a sponsor. I mean, I don't think people I, – I think people know about Ohio State. I think you guys know y'all heard of ohio state um <laughs> how many of y'all like ohio state yeah i don't know i mean they're fucking they're they're ohio state they they are what they are um it will be i gotta learn how to do a ryan day impression before the season ends yeah it's it's weird how ohio state keeps having players uh, tear their acls and their achilles immediately before the season starts once they start actually playing football and they get out of the uh the torture chamber that they spent the entire summer in, uh, yeah. not stretching or well, doing anything. Thank God anything. they ran several hundred yards a day every single day. <laughs> uh, it worked out awesome for their conditioning. <laughs> It's um, so funny that this happens to them every year, and there is never any sort of push from anyone to be like, "Hey, why does this keep happening? <laughs> why do they keep dude, having skill guys tear their ACLs every fucking year?" We, uh, I was DMing with friend of the show Osama bin Dabo this week, and and he was telling me that he basically is believing the Mickey Marathi propaganda that Tylee Williams had to lose weight. Oh, Let me tell you this. Let me tell you real quick. 
No football players need to lose weight. They're all perfect. Yeah. None of them need to get less skinny or any more skinny except for Dewan Jones. Yeah. Uh, Dewan Jones is too big. Everyone else basically can play at their current weight. Yeah. And if you can't make a 19-year-old better conditioned without making him lose weight, you're a bad strength coach. He's 19 years old. He can do literally anything. He has yeah. like no physical limitations. Yeah. Did you see what Jordan Davis did? Like Jordan Davis, 340 fucking pounds. It, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't exist. There's not a, a situation where oh, I can't make this guy fly. I can't keep him on the field because he's too big. Well, that's that's on you, buddy. That means something. That yeah. means you're doing something wrong. That's not his fault. Ohio State took its three best run defenders. Were like, we, these are the guys we need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like these three, we gotta get down and cut weight. Everyone else, put it on. Let's go. Let's pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> State Ohio State looked at uh, at years of defensive tackles who were just sort of missing for the entirety of games, and they thought we need more of that. We need to have more defensive tackles who you don't ever think about. He's just there, and he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He's just there. Yeah, they're like it's actually a good thing we don't hear a defensive tackle's name during a game, like it's an offensive guard or something. Yeah. Uh, God damn it! I'm already pissed off with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm so ready for the fucking season to get here. If you're if you're a fucking college football fan, you're pissed off all the time. You want to <laughs> you want a place to be pissed off online and DM women also. Yeah, come come join me at midfield.com. Um, I'm also there. And come be. You can join me as well. But <laughs> yeah. not just yeah, Ryan. Yeah. You can join me too. I'm I'm pissed off too, but about different things. <laughs> yeah, come join me at midfield.com. Be pissed off with us. Mm-hmm. Let's post for the goddamn season. Um, go Bucks. Yeah, who up carrying they farmers? Um, meet at midfield on Twitter, uh, all one word. Uh, at field flipping at Patrick underscore Mayhorn at B1G underscore Ryan. Uh, meet at midfield dot com. We will talk to you guys. Uh, if you are good, if you are deserving of our love, we will talk to you guys on Thursday. If not, uh, you already know. You already know when we'll be back. It'll be a week from now. You're a bad boy. You're a bad boy. <laughs> Put the home field chastity belt on you if you don't subscribe to meet at midfield.com. We're, we're about to go win the Puma on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys.